Welcome back to your haunted holiday. This is Lisa. And this is Lindsay. And today we have some amazing updates for you all. You're not going to believe where we just came back from and got to go on a tour. So we're going to actually start the show with a quick update on that. We've done a full episode on it in the past. And then happy Halloween, everybody. I decided to pick kind of a scary one. It's been a while since we've dealt with some demons and stuff. No doubt about it. I don't know exactly where we're covering. I know what we're going to talk about because we thought, hey, it's Halloween. Let's give them an extra little story that just recently happened, which is really cool. But you mentioned you were going to do something really scary. So I'm excited to hear our scary story today. This is a spooky one, y'all. This is your haunted holiday at the Hill House in Mineral Wells, Texas. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Jerry and Tracy Polly over at Hillbilly Horror Stories because, again, they have featured us at Your Haunted Holiday on one of their episodes, which I love their show. It's just, it's such a great, spooky podcast, and they're so nice to, to have us on. We, we were featured in their latest Halloween episode. They do it every year, and what they do is they have a bunch of different podcasts on to tell a short version of kind of their, their show. So Lisa and I got on and gave our really short version of our Thomas House experience. That's episode five, if you haven't listened to that one. Um, but go check out that episode. It's their latest. It's the Halloween special at Hillbilly Horror Stories. We're towards the end of the episode, but listen to it. There's lots of good shows on there for you to discover. Definitely. That was pretty fun to put together. But let's tell our audience about an I mean, this is a pretty major location. A lot of people consider it America's most haunted house. And in fact, right out front, there's a sign that says that, that we actually saw in person in San Diego. It is the Whaley House, everybody. Yes. So Lisa and I had just checked into our super haunted hotel, by the way, <laughs> of course, future episode to come. And we were walking down the street and we were like, you know, the Whaley House, I think, is around here because we were in Old Town, San Diego. And Lisa pulls up her map and as she, she's pulling up her map on her phone, I look in front of me and there it is. It's literally right in front of me. It was fate. We almost turned and walked down another street. It was like we were being beckoned to the Whaley house that night. And so we were, we had been looking to see if we could get tickets online and their websites, honestly, kind of confusing. So we were very excited to see that it was open and they actually had two more tours going that evening. So we got to go and do a night tour of the infamous Whaley house. Yes, and of course, we're not going to get into all the hauntings of the Whaley House in this episode, but we've already done an entire episode on it. If you want to go back and look through our episodes, there it gets into all the details. But this is a haunt that goes back a very long time. It's very famous. There's some extremely creepy stuff. And I got to say, Lindsay, after our tour, which was not that long, it was like a 30-minute nighttime tour, we actually did experience something, which tells me maybe it truly is one of the most active houses in the U.S. 
No doubt. I mean, they say that Regis Philbin had an experience there. He was kind of a skeptic and he saw a spirit in the Whaley house. That's what his story is. Um, I, I believe him. It is super, super active. I, I was just so excited to be there. When we first started the tour, they took us into the courtroom. So if you're familiar with our episode, we talk about how at one point this place also served as a courthouse. And so we walked into the courtroom. As we sat down, I heard something fall behind me, like on the ground. I like It sounded like Lisa had maybe dropped something out of her purse. And I said to her, I said, did you just drop something? And I looked down and there was nothing there. Maybe paranormal, maybe not. I, I don't have an explanation for the sound, probably not paranormal, but just one of the small things that occurred while we were there. The next thing that happened is we went into this kitchen area and we were there with a, a group of people. It was probably about 15 people, I, I would estimate. And she's telling the story about a little girl who died here who um, likes to hold people's hands sometimes. And this guy that was on the tour with us, I mean, he was insistent about this. He thought that his hands felt kind of like, I guess I would say like fuzzy, like kind of strange and tingly. And he's like, maybe I'm just in my own head. And maybe he was, but he was creeped out by it. I believed them. In fact, we were upstairs in the theater area. And right as we were going downstairs, I was saying to those same guys, I was saying, give us a sign. You know, if you're here, please, you know, we're here for a limited amount of time. And he was like, listen, I feel this tingling sensation. Like maybe that spirit is holding my hand. So I loved it when I heard that. I was like, yes, we're getting some ghost action over here. It totally could have been, but I mean, those are like little things that like could have been paranormal, right? Mm -hmm. We continue to tour the house, uh, see the theater area. We get to see the bedroom areas. Not really much happened there, but it was all interesting and fascinating to see what I've seen so many photos of. And then we make our way downstairs to what I would describe as kind of a parlor area. And in that room, there is an archway that she begins to tell us is where they believe the execution happened on the grounds before the house was actually there and that there tends to be a lot of activity in this room specifically related to people being touched messed with that kind of thing yes as she is telling us this so i was we were all wearing masks because of course the pandemic and while she's telling me this, it literally, I can't even believe it happened, but my, the, the elastic cord on my mask literally felt like it lifted from away from the side of my face, which was close to my ear and flicked back down on me. So it happened. Like I absolutely felt the mask cord move and I don't really know why that would have happened. I stayed quiet because the lady was finishing her spiel. I let her finish her spiel. And then I leaned over to Lisa and I was like, my mask cord just got pulled. Like, no kidding. And then at the same time, Lisa mentioned that. I'll let you tell your, your part. It was around the same time it must have happened to you. But I felt what felt like almost like a tap on the top of my head. And we were standing right next to each other. And it was just kind of, I didn't think too much of it, but I was like, that's strange. And then she proceeded to tell us how people here tend to get touched, messed with. And then I was like, ooh, 
maybe yeah. that was a ghost. But I'm particularly spooked out by the mask thing because I, I wore the same type of mask as you. And at no point wearing it for hours and hours on end through airplanes and all kinds of places have I ever felt the elastic mysteriously lift away from my face and snap back. Never. And I, we had been on planes all day that day, but that was our day. We had just traveled to San Diego and I hadn't had that occur at all. So it was weird. You know, what's funny that I think about though, is because when that happened, I calmly just kind of waited for her to finish. I didn't want to interrupt the tour guide. And so, you know, when that occurred, I would say before we started this podcast, I would have been freaked out. I would have been like, Ooh, let me get out of here. Um, but I just was like, cool. I was excited about it. That is my first experience where I might have been touched by a spirit. And at the Whaley House. I know. Oh, my God. I love it. I was just so pumped up about that. I, I can't believe it. And I think this proof, you know, we do a lot of episodes on places that maybe you can go to for a short tour. Like, uh, like in this case, it was literally a 30-minute tour it was not some long overnight investigation. And sometimes you go to those long overnight investigations and experience nothing, but you just never know when it's going to happen. You can absolutely experience it anytime in one of these places, day or night. So amazing experience. We had to share it with you. It wasn't enough for a full episode, but just really cool. It's our gift to you for happy Halloween, folks. <laughs> we were excited about it. All right, Lindsay. So let's talk next about our very spooky location, which let's talk about at the end whether or not we'd be willing to go here. It's, I mean, it's it's a little scary in my eyes. But this is actually kind of a relatively new tourist attraction in terms of haunt over just, I would say, the last few years. And this is the Hill House in Mineral Wells, Texas. And I know for whatever reason, these places I, I've been selecting happen to be around like spring water and, and stuff like that. That does play a factor here. If you just hear the name Mineral Wells, Texas, right? They were famous and booming in the late 1800s for their mineral spring water. Um, people would go there to cure all kinds of ailments, mental illness, disease, all, all kinds of things. But they actually called the water crazy water. I wonder why. I have no idea, but I, I thought that in itself was kind of creepy. So I had to throw it in there. It's called crazy water from their springs. Now, the Hill House itself was built in 1890 by a prominent family in the town they, um, it's basically a, a very large, over 3,000 square foot Victorian mansion back in that day. And I'm sure it was beautiful then. Mm, I wouldn't say that it's that pretty today. <laughs> Your face when you were like, not so pretty now. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but back then, I'm sure it was beautiful. So it was a private residence. And, you know, a lot of it beyond that, is rumor. So I'm going to do my best to kind of spell out what we really know happened, what we don't know happened. And the timeline, honestly, is a little bit confusing. Okay. So something that happened after it was a private residence is actually was used as a makeshift hospital, they say, for about 50 years. 
Well, there you go, Lisa. We have a haunting. <laughs> that's how this works. Yeah. So makeshift hospital, boom. Like that's all you need and you already know it's probably haunted. But there is a lot more than that, Lindsay. After that, in you know the 1930s, 40s, it turned into a brothel, a bootlegging operation there in the house. And this house, Lindsay, is actually really close. It's it's only, you know, a hundred feet away from a very famous hotel called the Baker Hotel in the same town that is known to also be infamously haunted. And the reason that's important is because that's why the brothel was here. People would go from the hotel to go hang out with the the ladies of the night and go drink some liquor and, and have fun and, and that kind of thing. That we know definitely happened. Okay, so very interesting history here. You know, it's we hear a lot about, you know, folks that are bootlegging alcohol or even brothels, right? We've got several episodes out there with with that kind of history. Yeah, and I think brothels, there's a lot of tragedy that that surrounds that naturally, right? And this is where we get into the rumor a bit. Okay? So The rumor is the owner of the brothel at the time was a man named Willie, who was just a absolutely horrible individual who actually raped one of the prostitutes that was working there. And as a result of this, she actually became pregnant, gave birth to a son that they believe the name of was Joshua. However, Joshua, when he was born, was disfigured and had kind of an elongated skull, had webbed feet and hands, and they ended up supposedly, according to the the rumor, again, there is no real record of this, would kind of put him into a back room so he wouldn't be seen by anybody. Well, that's just horrible. So a horrible, horrible situation. At around the age of six, Willie was apparently beating Joshua upstairs. The mother ran upstairs to try to help. Willie apparently dragged her down the stairs, ended up murdering her, and then coming back and murdering Joshua. Oh my gosh. I thought I was really hoping the story was going to be reversed, that she like put an end to Willie. But wow, it's even more tragic. I mean, it's a horrible story. But again, did this really happen? There's actually no recorded deaths in the house that are on record that we can fully validate. Now, the fact that it was a hospital for so long, I mean, could have happened. This is a brothel. Lots of things would have happened back in that time frame that may not be necessarily on record, but interesting and and something that I think is important to the story. There is also a lot of other unvalidated deaths that the owners of this location talk about. There's somebody who apparently fell from the roof at one point when they were working on the chimney and passed away. There was potentially another little boy who died on a swing set in the side yard. So there's a lot of stuff out there like that. Now, what we are pretty sure actually did happen, Lindsay, was some sort of satanic rituals occurring at this place. Really? I am shocked that this is what we believe is true and not just a legend. 
right? Normally, I would hear that and be like, no, it's a legend. However, so back in, it was probably around the 90s, there was a family living there. And the rumor was that there was rituals that were occurring, pulling in demons and, and stuff like that onto the property and tying them there. So I was watching an episode in research of this, of Portals to Hell. And they were talking to somebody who was researching the property, not the owner, but trying to validate like what actually happened here. And like I said, a lot of this death stuff, they weren't necessarily able to validate. However, in talking to one of the people that lived at the house as a child, they have this person on tape discussing what their mother used to do in the upstairs area in terms of black magic and rituals. And the intention was to pull in demons into this house and tie them there. Why? Why would someone want to do such a thing? It's their thing, I guess. I I don't know. (laughs) I I don't know. Wow. It's not my thing, but this was this person's thing. And And we know that... And, and we know that that's what their intention was based on the kids. You know, it wasn't just like a misconstrued because we hear a lot of things that are just un- misidentified as like black magic or, you know, devil type stuff where it turns out it's not at all. It's not nefarious. You know, lots of things out there like that. Right. right. But we feel like this isn't that. We feel like this lady, she had bad intentions. Based on what this lady's children described, yes, they were intentionally trying to pull in spirits and demons to tie them to this location. So I really thought that was all going to be a bunch of, you know, whatever. But it's intriguing. I'm, I'm starting to believe it. And based on what I saw in that episode and some of the different evidence that's out there, I mean... I think it's possible. That is some scary stuff. I want nothing to do with the demons. Let me just put that out there right now. This is Lisa, and are you ready to embark on the adventure of a lifetime? You've heard me delve into the world of haunted travel, exploring eerie locations, and uncovering spine-chilling tales. And now I'm thrilled to announce the launch of something very special to me, which is my own travel agency, brought to you by Your Haunted Holiday. As our listeners know, I'm not just passionate about haunted travel, I live and breathe it. From researching the most haunted destinations to planning unforgettable journeys, I'm here to make your travel dreams a reality. Whether you're seeking the thrill of a haunted location or craving a getaway to somewhere a little less spine tangling, I've got you covered. And here's the best part, my services are absolutely free. Let me put my travel skills to good use by helping you plan the perfect escape. Simply visit yourhauntedholiday.com and click on the Travel Agency by Lisa link at the top of the page in the menu. So where will your next adventure take you? Let's make it a journey you'll never forget. Contact Your Haunted Holiday Travel Agency today and let's start planning. Your adventure awaits. (music) 
All right, Lindsay. So obviously the owners are claiming there is a lot of activity here and there actually is quite a bit of evidence online. It has been featured on different shows, but one of the biggest things is they, they say there is negative energy here and a lot of it, they attribute it to the different deaths, the horrible characters that used to live here. Like they say that Willie guy, um, that murdered that child, etc. But in general, when people show up, they start having the feeling of nausea, headaches, they get ill. And granted, you know, I wonder if some of that is in people's head to a degree, right? Like, you don't know it until you actually feel it. I've never gone onto a site and felt anything like that. I've certainly gone somewhere and felt maybe like a bit of a heaviness. Like, ooh, this atmosphere does feel a little bit different here. But I've never gotten physically ill i haven't either remember when we were so we've been to the sorrel weed house now three times the last time we went with our friend megan and she had a very uneasy feeling in the basement like she didn't get physically ill or anything like that but when we first went into the basement she was completely thrown off she said she just did not she was feeling some sort of bad vibes right so could that happen absolutely or is it just so terrifying that that you're feeling that Uh, maybe Um, It's hard to say, but I think that it energy can certainly you can feed off of bad energy. Totally. Now, they're they're not all bad. There is a couple good ghosts, I guess they would call them that they believe are haunting this location. One of them they believe is Joshua. They say he's actually extremely active. The room that they believe he was locked away in is one of the more active rooms in the house, actually. And he likes to play with toys. He communicates via EVP. I mean, there's just a lot of activity around Joshua. So that's a place that you're definitely going to want to check out if you go here. And, and he's not a demon, so that's a good thing. He was a human at one point. The other thing that's interesting that I think kind of may, you know, go to this story of Joshua and his mother being murdered, and it wasn't called out in what I read, but when I read it, I immediately thought of this, is around the stairs sometimes, you'll hear the sound of voices arguing and then followed by a gunshot. And they say Joshua's mom was like dragged down the stairs and murdered, and I wonder if maybe that's the residual energy of that that fight, if that even did happen. It definitely could be. It sounds residual to me, right? For sure. It sounds like a you know basic residual thing, but maybe it is Joshua's mother, or maybe it's some other situation that happened that was never reported, right? But we know about the potential for a murder there. Definitely. There is also a room there that they call the Shadow Man Room. And first of all, I haven't really fully described the creepiness of this place. Apparently, when they purchased it, the new owners, whose last name is Estes, by the way. No way. Which is very strange. We're probably distantly related somehow. (laughs) But they purchased it supposedly to be a bed and breakfast and then just happened to realize how insanely haunted it was. And we're like, well, we're not going to be able to rent out these rooms. And essentially made it like just a straight up paranormal attraction which I hope is the reason for some of the decor in this place because like they're the decor is like the creepiest thing. I'll show you some photos here in a little bit of of what it looks like. Do we think they purchased this furniture or do you think it came with the house? 
I have no idea. I hope it came with the house because I don't even yeah. know where you would get some of these items. Like one of them is this like two dolls that look like twins, but they're like gray faced and like eyes like. Oh, yeah. It's because they bought it to scare people. Yeah, it has to be. Why would yeah. you buy that? Yeah. Anyway, that is in that creepy doll that I just described is in the shadow man room. Okay. And there's a bed and this shadow man like looms over people and is spotted um, pretty regularly here in this particular room. There is also a demon that is one of the more active entities in the house that they say's name is Toby. And in this house, because it is a paranormal attraction now, they have surveillance cameras in every room. And what they've heard come over the surveillance video is the words, I'm a demon, I'm Toby. Ooh, that gives me the chills. Yes. And they say that Toby is one of those demons that were conjured up through those dark magic rituals that were done. Mm -hmm. So not somebody that ever died in the house, but some inhuman thing that is now there just to stir things up. And Toby is not nice, as you know, you would suspect a demon wouldn't be. A demon but, not nice? No way. <laughs> but Lindsay, they say that over 70 people that have visited this location have been scratched. And they think mainly this is happening from Toby. But they say people get scratched here all the time at least once a week. People are scratched. And there's been at least two people bitten by something with physical bite marks. Oh, my god! And at least one person was burned by something. Like, were they in serious pain when this occurred? Or did this? they just saw the bite marks appear? I think that it hurt. Yeah. Okay. Because I was going to say, I'm willing to make the sacrifice here. If it's that, if all they're leaving with are some scratch marks, I think I can handle that. Okay. I, you know, as long as I'm not being possessed or anything else like that horrible, like kind of exorcism thing going on, I'm willing to see if this is a real thing. I, I've never been scratched, never had anything like that occur in a haunted location. I'm so curious about how legitimate this is and not saying it's not, I'm sure this has happened to plenty of people, but if it happened to me, I could tell you all absolutely 100% it's real. If it happened to me, right? I, I can't tell you, you know, I'm willing to make a sacrifice here as long as it's not highly painful. <laughs> I mean, it's not like they lost their arm. It wasn't a shark bite, you know, it was some little bite. I'll, I'll take the sacrifice as well. <laughs> I'll take I'll take one for the team. But let me show you a video clip. And I, I just want to show you something that, that happened here. So essentially what is happening in this clip, Lindsay, is some amateur ghost hunters decided to do one of the overnight investigations. So they're like us. They're, they don't take it too seriously. But apparently a lot of people in this group were also skeptics. And so they were sitting on one of the beds in the room here. And the woman to your right that you can see on the bed began to taunt the spirit, saying, you're not real, etc. Okay. okay. And this is surveillance camera footage from the house. That's like my worst nightmare. That's scary. 
So essentially what I just showed Lindsay is a woman that was taunting the spirit got yanked off of the bed so fast that like in the video footage, it's not like she's like slowly moving off the bed. No, she's yanked off, I believe, faster than you could physically move yourself off of the bed. If the video is not tampered with, I would agree with you. And there's no evidence that I'm aware of that it's tampered with. Right. But I'm not saying it has been. I'm just saying, you know, without having any other knowledge, I think it looks very scary. To me, that is scarier than getting bitten. Like getting physically pulled. Yeah. Worst nightmare. And these people ran out. In fact, one person like left their phone on the ground. Like they were like, we're out of here. And they were terrified. So their skepticism is now reality. Well, wow. We got to convince some people, right? Here's the thing with with me and you, Lisa. You know, if we go to this place, we're certainly not going to be taunting any spirits. That's just not how we we roll. You know, we try to treat... We believe most spirits, I guess not in this case, in this place, some of them are demons, but we really believe most spirits are just people. And we try to treat them like that. We try to treat them with some respect. And so we don't do the taunting thing. And, and maybe we don't get as much, much activity because we don't, but I just, I don't like the idea of doing it. I, I totally agree with you. And so the last thing I'm going to talk about, you know, obviously there's all kinds of activity here beyond all of that slamming doors, thrown objects, that kind of thing. And, you know, I mentioned the show Portal to Hell went there and that's that um, show with Jack Osborne on it. I like that show because I feel like they do take it somewhat seriously and I kind of trust what they get to some degree more than some of the other shows. Mm-hmm. But um, the Katrina on the show, who's a very experienced paranormal researcher, she was actually shaken up. She was like pretty like skeptical of everything that was being described as happening in this house. And like she actually had to like leave the house. Like she felt an energy and she was like, I, I truly believe that this has demons in it. She's like, I just feel something strange. They were having some strange um, voices come through some of their equipment. You know, there was definitely some stuff happening there. And then they decided to regroup and come back in to try to rile up the demon or whatever it is with like holy water and crosses and stuff like that. And they did that. And then all of a sudden there was an extremely loud bang, almost like, you know, somebody like banged on the wall. It was not like a light tap. It was, Mm -hmm. and everybody reacted to it. And then shortly after that, they were taking photos and there was like almost like two sets of eyes in this corner of the room that looked almost like demon eyes. Oh my gosh. No, that is so, so this is what we need to do, Lisa. We need to, you know, if we could ever get in touch with the guys on Buzzfeed unsolved, (laughs) we need Shane to go in there. Because, you know, if you if any of our listeners are familiar with the BuzzFeed Unsolved, it's a really fun little series on YouTube that Lisa and I watch all the time. Just highly entertaining. You have Ryan and Shane. Ryan is like the believer. Shane is the skeptic. And he regularly, whenever they go to a place that supposedly has a demon, he full blown taunts the demons. He'll he just doesn't care. We need Shane to go here and let's see if action happens. Right. Because. This could make him a believer if it happens. It, 
literally he was in front of Annabelle and he was like, I don't like you. And he was making fun of Annabelle. I think they would be great people to go to the Hill House. Yeah, I I really hope they do one of these days. But we'll talk about whether or not we want to go there in the next segment. So, Lindsay, like I said, this place is creepy. And for all of our listeners, I will post a link to that video that I just shared on our episode section of our website, yourhauntedholiday.com. If you want to go um, select the episode and, and look at the link there, you can see that woman get dragged off the bed if you really want to. <laughs> <laughs> So they do have different events and things like that that are going on here. If you go to this uh, this house's website, it is truly a paranormal research location. That is what it is used for. It is not a bed and breakfast. And if it was a bed and breakfast, like, oh my gosh, like, no way. It, it's awful in that regard, okay? Wouldn't be possible. But it's it's really spooky for investigating some haunts. Lisa and I have now, because of this show, stayed out several really awesome bed and breakfasts that are haunted, right? So our standards, we, this sounds like a nightmare <laughs> if it was actually a bed and breakfast. Yeah, no, it would not be acceptable for that, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but they do have an events page, so they have special things where you can go for Halloween, for example, sign up and it includes like an overnight investigation and a psychic reading and and stuff like that so if you're going to be there look at the events page they have different things coming up but let's talk generally you want to book this place any time of year they have overnight stays and they last from 8 p.m to 9 a.m so a 13 hour investigation and that includes up to eight people and equipment so they will show you how to use the equipment and that kind of thing and the prices are going to vary depending on the day of the week so if you are going during a weekday sunday through thursday it is four hundred dollars for the eight people additional cost if you want to bring more people i think it's like 45 dollars extra for each additional person friday and saturday night only goes up a hundred bucks so that's five hundred dollars for your investigation And the other thing they provide, they do provide some snacks, drinks, and donuts in the morning, which is really nice. Oh my gosh, we've never had a place do something like that. Now, we always bring snacks and stuff if we can, right? We eat pretty good on these things. We make it an event if it's a full overnight, right? I don't know. That just sounds, uh, that sounds pretty good. For eight people to split that rate, that's, that's a great, I really like that they have cameras set up all over the place. Because that is a huge undertaking. You know, Lisa and I, when we go to these places, we just have our cell phones. We don't have a bunch of cameras to set up. We also don't have the time to sit around and review hours and hours of footage. It just isn't happening. So that's kind of cool that if something happens, you could like log the time and maybe go back and look at the security footage. Yeah, that's a really good point. And they also have a couple other things on their website, like you could book a birthday party at the Hill House. (laughs) I mean, nothing like some demons on your birthday. No, nothing like it. And it's the same rate. But if it's your birthday, it includes a free cake and a gift to whoever's birthday it is. I love it. I think it's great. I mean, me and you would be like, let's book this thing for our birthday. We would be those people. 
Yep, we would definitely be those people. And the other thing they had on their website, although there was not a whole lot of information, is you could use the Hill House as a wedding venue, Lindsay. And it said to call for prices. But, I mean, I'm telling you, that's going to be one kooky wedding if you have it at the Hill House, which might be fun. I mean, I got to find the right guy to do this. You know, I just... (laughs) Oh, yeah. I don't think I foresee a Hill House wedding in my future. Same. But it's an option for any of those listeners out there that might be interested in that. There are definitely people out there, I'm sure, that would be interested in that. I'm sure of it. Yes. I'm particularly interested in the birthday party myself. But (laughs) I think... I would go to this place. But I will say, I I didn't mention this earlier, some people who go here get visited the next day by some kind of evil spirit in their own house. So that's something to consider. That's scary. We've never had any um, spirits follow us home or anything like that. We've never had anything like that occur. I definitely don't want any evil spirits following me home, especially... So that is scary. I would definitely go visit this place. I I can be semi, I'm very much a believer in the paranormal, right? But I'm also skeptical on certain things. So I'm, I'm always open to seeing, you know, if I can experience something, it just makes me believe even more, right? So I, I would, I would go, but I would definitely be freaked out. The idea of a demon is scary. It's just like the Sally house really scares me. We have not gone and I would be just completely terrified of, of something like that. Yeah, I'll bring my crosses, although that might rile them up more. It might. I'd be on high alert the whole time. Well, the Hill House sounds awesome. So book your birthdays, book your weddings, (laughs) just book an overnight fun stay. It sounds like a really great time. Lisa and I may have to make our way out there one of these times and see if we get scratched or bitten or anything and let you all know about it. But uh, thank you, everyone, for listening to the show. If you're enjoying it, make sure to rate us five stars if you're listening to us on Apple. Um, it makes a big difference and we really appreciate the reviews. Also go visit us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter and have a great week and a happy Halloween. Thanks for listening. Happy Halloween, everybody.